Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Shine football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Friday, or better yet, happy Footy Kit Friday. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Best day of the week. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros. Jenny Chu will hit you with some headlines later. Guys, should we chat some soccer? Why not? You want to? Do you want to do you want to chat some New England Revolution, Charlie? Because they took on Atlas uh, in the yes. round of 32 in League's Cup. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of, of drama surrounding this team right now because Bruce Arena um, is basically suspended indefinitely for some inappropriate yes. and offensive remarks. We don't know exactly what was said yet, but uh, Richie Williams in charge and it didn't start out well. No, it started off really poorly. Also, the drama with Georgie Petrovic, who yes. has not shown mm. up because he's he's quite angry with the revolution. He wants to leave. He wants to pursue his dreams, and um, you know he's going to have to get back on the pitch and, and play. So uh, the Revs fought back to make it two-two going down. Carlos Heel was a facilitator. He gets injured in a, in a rough off the play, uh, ball tackle, and then next thing you know. They get to penalties, and everyone, I was shocked because they're all solid penalties. I I think the keepers could have done a little bit better, but in the end, who wins it for the Revs is Andrew Farrell. He has the most appearances ever in a New England Revolution kit, and he steps up and buries his pen. Class pen, too, so shout out to Andrew Farrell. But the Revs taking down Atlas. Charlie, you said Georgi Petrovic hasn't showed up. What do you mean by hasn't showed up? Well, he literally hasn't showed up. Yeah. So basically, um, and this is a tactic where, you know, back in the days, this was quite often uh, done to force a move. And so George Petrovic feels that he's produced, he's shown his quality and and given, given his talents to New England Revolution and bids have come in from European clubs that he feels the club should have accepted so he can go to Europe and continue to pursue his his dreams. And the Revs are like, no, you have a contract and we want to win. We're not selling you. And we've saw it with Turner. We'll let you leave in the winter when the season's Mm. over. But we're not going to let our prize goalkeeper, arguably the best keeper in the the league, leave now midsummer. Because what does that do for us? So... George Petrovic has to, to basically say, all right, let me control what I can control, and that's my performances on the pitch. The rest will work itself out. So he's got to come back on the pitch, hmm. drop that, and, and play. Was he playing League's Cup? Do you know? He, he didn't sh- play this game. Right, right, but before this game, do you remember? Yeah, he was playing. Hmm. 
Also, I, I disagree. I think if you're a player, I mean, you remember, something could happen. This guy could blow his knee out. Mm. If he has a chance to go to Europe, it's not his fault they play in the you, summer. But you don't not play and say, I right. refuse. It's I'm an forcing. option. An option. <laughs> no, He's using it. No, no. I mean, it's not it's, gonna work. It's probably not the best way to go about it's not gonna it, work. but it's an option. I'll tell you right now, it's not gonna work. We'll see. I mean, it might not. And, but and, I kind of I get where he's coming from. It's a little unfortunate where, especially if MLS says they're a selling league and it's a springboard into Europe, yeah. and all of a sudden you're starting to get offers, if the offers are wildly undervaluing you, maybe I can well, understand. Maybe, and, and that's, and that's part a, of it. The Revs can say, has that you, been said, should be, you should be the, the biggest sale for a goalkeeper in, in Major League Soccer history. Mm-hmm. You should be. So if the, the bids aren't to w- the level where they think it should be, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reject it every time. I mean, there's other, there's other times where this happened. Aaron Long getting looked at by West Ham. I don't know if the bids were ever official, but doesn't get sold. Then, look, he hasn't gone to Europe. Now he has to you go. They go to LFC. What I'm saying is Aaron Long and Georgia Petrovic. I'm not, I'm not comparing them. I'm simply talking about denying uh, bids that come in. It's a shame. You want, the, you want these players to progress. You want other players to come here knowing that it can be a springboard to Europe. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's more of a detriment when it's an American player. Like when the train comes, take the opportunity. I feel like European players, it's easier for them to get a second, second opportunity. I know. I'm just saying it's unfortunate. Yeah. Regardless, it's a, a great result for New England, especially considering everything that's going on. They will advance to the round of 16. They will play Querétaro next. And that is their next opponent. Ronaldinho. In they, should, they should beat them as well. They should beat them as well. Los gallos That's blancos. It. The white hens or chickens or Really? Yeah. Wow. They have in, they have a little hen. Somehow in that their doesn't logo. Isn't doesn't instill fear Los in me. <laughs> no, <they don't. laughs> not an intimidating. But, oh no, the chickens oh, no, are coming. Not the, hen. No, the yeah. white roosters. <laughs> yeah, the roosters. Gustavo Bo. Yeah. In the revolution. Where do you rate him as, as a player, Argentine player, in Major League Soccer, considering what he's been able to do? And I, I, this is the closest that I've compared him to, his top form in Argentina, when he balled with Racing, a team that had De Paul, for example, and they, won the, they were very close to winning the Argentine League. Um, they were very good. And this is the closest I've seen Bo to that form. So you yeah. got to throw him in a, in a top Could five be. amongst Argentines in the league. Mm-hmm. Almada, Messi, Bo. I mean, this is off the top of my head, and I'm with like no sleep. But, <laughs> but I, I, he's, like, he's, he's, he's we'll, we'll check he's that like, in. Let's check yeah. that yeah. in. Yeah. Let's check that in. Let me think about it. He's gonna ruminate on this one. I can already Reynoso, tell. Reynoso, he's better. Than more, he's it, better than Reynoso. More impactful. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. Let me let me make my list, and I'll no, get back okay, to you. Yes, okay. Yes. Yes. We'll we'll circle back to this one. Um, okay. We're gonna take a break. Jenny Chu is gonna return with some headlines when we come back on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. Uh, we've got a lot of football to look forward to this weekend. Here's a look at Friday's footy fix. We've got uh, the Orlando Pride taking on the Washington Spirit in uh, some Challenge Cup action. Cincinnati, Nashville, 8 p.m. Um, and we've got Sporting KC versus Toluca, Portland, Monterey. You can watch all those Leagues Cup games on Apple TV+. Plus. Then on Saturday, hey, the Scottish Premiership 
returns this weekend. Let's go. (laughs) Celtic taking on Ross County at 7.30 a.m. You can watch that match on CBS Sports Network. Um, We also have some World Cup action. Switzerland taking on Spain in the knockout rounds. Japan, Norway, Netherlands versus South Africa. And then on Sunday, bright and early. Set your alarms, guys. 5 a.m. on Fox. Sweden taking on the United States of America. And then uh, we've got City Arsenal, guys. Let's Ooh. go. That's going to be fun. Yeah. A little final tune-up before the season starts. Community Shield. And then, of course, we've got Dallas taking on Inter-Miami, 8 p.m. on Apple TV Plus in League's Cup. Wow. Lots of soccer. Lots of soccer. Sunday's going to be fun. To. Sunday's going to be really L- fun. It's, it's painful to see Leicester in the championship. <gasps> Do you know what I forgot? That they got really I just forgot. Yeah, the championship also starts with, this weekend. With Coventry City. Oh, we'll my talk goodness. about it in a second, but I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to uh, their new manager. Well, we'll see. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about on uh, on Monday. Jenny, too, you've got some headlines for us. What do you have? I do, but I just wanted to know whether you guys wanted to wake up at 5 a.m. and watch the game together, potentially. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. I'll Party. send you a cardboard Sunday? cut out of me. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> Alexis will be there, clearly. Can I zoom in? Oh. Can I zoom in with y'all? <laughs> then, then, we just, then we can just continue to group text during the match, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Basically, they don't want to hang out with me at 5 a.m. on Jenny. Sunday. I'm in. Thank you. In. That's what I was looking for, Nico. I'll be in Cape Cod, but I'll be there in spirit. We'll call you. We'll yeah. call you. All right, into the headlines, guys. Tickets for Inter-Miami's first away match featuring Lionel Messi sold out in under 30 minutes. Seats for the League's Cup round of 16 match this Sunday at FC Dallas were on sale for just 22 minutes before the club announced that all tickets were sold. The official capacity at Toyota Stadium is 20500 The current cheapest ticket on the secondary market is $600, while the most expensive is close to $20,000. It's the first time that Messi, along with his former Barcelona teammates Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba, will play a road match since joining Inter-Miami. In more MLS news, the San Jose Earthquakes have acquired U.S. men's national team forward Matthew Hoppe on a one-year loan from championship side Middlesbrough. Hoppy had a breakthrough season in late 2020 at German side Schalke, but since then he's had he's found minutes hard to come by at Mallorca, Hibernian, and Middlesbrough. The deal includes an option for a permanent transfer to the MLS club that is aiming to reach the playoffs for the first time since 2020. Hoppy is San Jose's second offensive summer signing, along with Canadian international Io Akinola. In Chelsea news, the Blues have added a major piece to their first team, signing centre-back Axel de Sassi from Monaco. The West London club agreed to a six-year contract for the French international worth around $49 million. The defender is expected to replace the injured Wesley Fofana, who's missing part of the season with a torn ACL. He joins as Pochettino's sixth summer signing, which includes Christopher Nkoku and Nicholas Jackson. Over to Europe. Barcelona midfielder Frank Kessie is close to finalizing a $16 million transfer to Saudi Arabian side Al-Ali. He joins the club's other summer signings, Riyad Mahrez, Roberto Firmino, Eduard Mendy, and Alan Saint-Maxime. The Ivory Coast International will be the second major departure from Xavi's squad ahead of Usman Dembele's expected transfer to PSG. Because they got Gundo. <laughs> According to multiple reports, U.S. men's national team and Valencia midfielder Yunus Musa has arrived in Italy to finalize a $22 million transfer to AC Milan. Musa will undergo a medical today before signing a five-year deal with the Serie A side to unite with his U.S. men's national team teammate Christian Pulisic at the San Siro. Musa joins Milan after a four-year stint with Valencia. Charlie, is this the best move for Eunice Musa? I know you're a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Will he make the starting lineup? What do you think? I think eventually he will be in that starting 11. He is 
pure quality. And he has, his, his ceiling is so high. So I love the move for Yunus Musa. And I'm sure there was that conversation with Gattuso at some point to say, this is the right move. And I'm sure they reached out to Gattuso and asked what they thought of Yunus Musa and how he would fit into Milan and Syria. So I do, I do like this move. I think it just adds depth to this Milan midfield, and I think he can play. Just to fact check you on, on the Valencia part, Gattuso is no longer the manager of, of Valencia, no. but before you're saying because the link. Yes. Oh, oh. sorry, sorry, sorry. Just, <laughs> sorry, I, I don't know. Fact checking. I thought you Gattuso no longer plays for Milan. To, to Charlie. You just <laughs> no, I just I thought he was. Uh, <laughs> I I just wanted to fact check that uh, Valencia is in La Liga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, uh, real quick, Yunus uh, Musa plays uh, soccer. Oh, just in case thank you. Did, yeah. Just to for, just to cover all bases what, what here. What country does he play for? <laughs> Charlie's so appalled right now. Sorry, bro. Sorry, I, like, I have uh, Wait, hold on. Back, back. Let's set. Yes. Do not question Chuck and his because intel. Because Tuso is the one who moved Yunus Musa centrally at Valencia. Hmm as he was playing wide before Gattuso yeah. got there. How, um, how good is this, though, <laughs> for... Oh, my gosh. Well, I like how slow you said that, I'm by the way. I'm trying to move along so that Charlie doesn't linger we, we progress, faster we progress on this. I know, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I think we need to... Talk about trigger. Put it in the past. <laughs> put it in the past. Sorry, Chuck, no. I apologize. Okay. I genuinely apologize. No, but when you think about, you know, Christian Pulisic coming over and, and Yunus Musa, this influx mm. of Americans in, in Serie A, I, I mean, how big of an opportunity is it for, for guys like this to play on these sort of marquee... Teams. Well, it's massive because Milan are in Champions League. Yeah. So you're taking a massive step from Valencia to now Milan, who's competing for a Scudetto, competing in Champions League. So you're, you're automatically going into a, a new type of environment where the level is, is much higher. Mm. Now Christian Pulisic is there, which I think is, is great for him to have that U.S. men's national team teammate there. But now he's got to compete with Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Rade Krunic, um, in some cases, maybe Christian Pulisic, if you're playing, talking about a central player. You so think? I, I think this is a great move in terms of being in, in a competitive environment where you're playing top competition. It's a step he's, up, and we've been asking, we've been saying he's good enough. He's played incredibly well with the men's national team. I think this is a great opportunity for Christian Pulisic to prove he deserves starting minutes in every match. He deserves to be a starter across mm -hmm. the board. I think this is a great opportunity for Yunus Musa to prove in training that he is of this quality. He right. is of this ilk. And hopefully this is another stepping stone. He gets even bigger, or he goes to massive success. And, with and, and he's going to have big shoes to fill in the Milan context, moving in from a Yunus Musa context to a, to a Milan context, because in a similar position, Sandro Tonali has left a pretty big hole in that midfield. Yeah, and just to fact check, it, he's moved to Newcastle. Just so you know. Newcastle, correct. <laughs> yeah. Also a soccer um, team. Yeah. Soccer team. They play in, in England. 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 Gotcha. But <laughs> it's, it, I don't think one person, I don't think it's, he's, one person's just going to fill the void that Sandro Tonali fills. So it's going to have to be a, a group of players in that midfield to kind of fulfill what he did at, at Milan. But, so Yunus Musa's going to have... <laughs> I hope he's not under a shadow. No, for too I, long. I agree. I agree. I just I'm I know that I'm gonna be watching a lot more AC Milan yeah. matches nice. this year. That America, was fun. I, I pledge allegiance America, to the flag. God shed his grace on me. Jenny Chu and some. The newest <laughs> member of Barcelona, Ilke Gundogan. We'll hear that conversation when we come back. It's my fault. Okay, I'm fine with it. Wow. 
Welcome back. Well, just a couple of months ago, Ilkay Gundogan was lifting the Champions League trophy with Manchester City, completing a treble-winning season with the club in which he played a massive part. 60 goals and 36 assists in seven seasons. Fast forward to today, he's getting ready for a new season with his new team, Barcelona. Jenny Chu had a chance to catch up with him when he was in Los Angeles with his new club. Here's that conversation. This new challenge that you've decided to take on, moving to Spain, playing for Barcelona, what has it been like? It is exactly what you said, the, the challenge. I think um, I had some incredible seven years at Man City. Um, incredibly successful as well, especially, I mean, um, the last few months, you know, were just amazing. Not just um, the titles we've won, um, the trophies we've lifted, um, also, you know, the atmosphere in the dressing room, the people around the club, you know, stuff. Um, I've enjoyed the last few months so much. You, you really can't believe it. And um, sometimes I'm thinking like, um, or I was thinking, why would, would I like to change that, you know? Um, but I think this is exactly what I want. I want to get out of my comfort zone, you know? I want to prove myself again in a new country, in a, with a new culture, in a new league. We have to talk about you deciding to be reunited with Robert. I know you guys said you, you didn't really speak that much, but he said to me, the only thing I talked to him about was I was very honest. I was very honest with him about what he will expect or what he will see and what, what will happen. But you went anyway. Not that the honesty was a bad thing, but you went anyway. Expecting what and what have you received thus far? I know it's been early. Um, I mean, first of all, we had really good talks with Robert, you know, um, before, before my move um, here. Um, and. Um, Honestly, the fact that we didn't really speak on a regular basis um, throughout the last years. I mean, we played four years, I think, in total together at, at Dortmund. Um, but then he was at Bayern Munich, I was still at Dortmund, I went to City. Um, he was at Barca here last season. So obviously, um, you kind of are busy with everything you're doing yourself, you know. So you don't talk that much. But, but the moment we started like talking again on a regular basis, it just felt like, you know, back in the days 10 years ago at Dortmund, yeah. you know, it, it just felt like that. It was just natural, you know. His honesty was actually speaking very positive about everything, you know, in Barcelona, about the city, about the club, about the people. Um, so obviously it's, it's different, it's a different culture, it's different to where I'm coming from with, with Man City. What can we expect from your duo on the field? <laughs> well, um, I hope a lot of goals and assists, first of all, because, I mean, in modern football, uh, numbers are statistics are very important, so hopefully that. But then for me, football was always um, something that I enjoyed, you know. So I wanna, I wanna, first of all, get the joy myself, you know, with playing with my teammates, being on the pitch, you know, playing successful and beautiful football. But then also transmit that joy to obviously the spectators, you know, whether it's in the stadium or in front of the TVs. So. I think that's, that's something very, very important to create, um, to create a connection like that. We talked about Pep. I want to dive a little bit deeper because you were, I think, his first player signed. He has such admiration for you, and I know that it goes both ways. What is it about him that kind of renewed football for you in a way? You said that you really, I think you said something like you didn't really know football until you played for Pep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, at the end, it's, at the end, it's, it's quite simple, you know, when you just think about it, you know, the, the things he does or 
the way he lets his teams play, it, it looks so simple from outside, but you just know when you're on the inside that so many details are important. It's, it starts with the way he speaks to you, but then also obviously the content that he gives to you. Um, and then the things he does to transmit everything that he shows you on video or, or in, a personal, uh, in a personal conversation, how he transmits that on the pitch, you know, and how he gets his players to understand it, you know, and um, to actually approach it the way he wants them to approach it. Um, so that might sound a bit complicated now, but um, I think it's just generally his character, his personality, you know. Um, he knows exactly what he wants from his players. Um, he demands that on a daily basis, and he doesn't allow anyone to slip up. And uh, at the end of the day, you see what uh, this kind of attitude, mentality um, can, can produce you on the field. And um, the success just speaks for him, you know. I mean, it started here in Barcelona. It was the same in, in, in Munich with Bayern. Um, and now with City, it's the same, you know. Everywhere he went, he just conquered, you know, he changed the game. Um, and um, whether you admire him or not as a person, you can't deny that he's what is probably... Yeah, that he's probably the, one of the best managers we have ever seen in, in, in football. Now you have Xavi as a manager. I, I would say the squad that we have here is really young, you know. So we have, we have really talented players, um, which incredible potential. Um, but I think also they still need to understand a few things. Um, and this is maybe something that I can just say with the experience that I had in the past, but... But as an example, patience for me is, is a very important thing in football, you know? Mm. Um, not to overthink things because um, you always want to do, 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 but sometimes it's, it's better to calm down, you know? Like, um, especially in terms of tactics, you know, running around crazily around the pitch just to have like, I don't know, to run 12, 13, 14 kilometers, you know, in 90 minutes, doesn't really help you always, you know? So I think the structure of the team has to set up somehow in the next few weeks, uh, which will happen, I'm, I'm very confident with. Um, so the game is fluent, you know, and you, you, you get into a certain, certain rhythm. I mean, this is something that Pep was obsessed with and which you could see, you know, in the, in the, in the way we, we were playing as well, that the setup is perfect. You know, everyone knows exactly what to do in which spe specific moment. And this is something that we have trained. That's perfect because when I think about you as a player, that fluid calmness, really does describe your game. And the funny thing is, it's part of my character as well. So somehow I, I get to put what I am as a person, you know, also on the, on the football pitch, which is, uh, which is I think, something that uh, everyone has a little bit. Um, and yeah, I'm just here, and I had, I, I had really good conversations also with the manager here, you know, about exactly these kind of things. So I'm here to, you know, to help, especially the younger players, but also the other ones, um, to kind of, understand it maybe a little bit, you know, uh, because uh, I remember myself uh, in 2016, and you said it as well in your question before, uh, when I joined Man City, you know, with Pep, um, I didn't know, or I never thought about something like that, you know, I just thought German mentality, I was coming from Germany, you know, like, you need to be aggressive, you need to run, and the more you do, the better it is, kind of, you know. Uh, but no, I've learned um, that um, sometimes the opposite um, is the right thing. Um, so yeah, so I'm here to pass my experience to the other ones and hopefully I can, I can have just a slight impact. I think that would be enough.
That was beautiful. Thank you. I really enjoyed that, and I want to continue to pick your brain about all tactical things. Thank you. Thank you. Well what, done, Jenny. What a yeah. lovely yeah. guy. What, he, he speaks with wisdom almost. Yes, he does. Such an experienced player that has gone, been, been managed by Klopp, been managed by Pep, and now <clears throat> the next Xavi. generation of, of managers, Wild. Xavi. Wild. Yeah. Don't expect him to be as soft-spoken as he was. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. He was just. He was very. He was very intentional and thoughtful yeah. with his. Why are you looking at me like that? With his <laughs> answers. Yeah. I, I think too. Eloquent. Eloquent. Very, very yeah. eloquent. A hundred percent. He has. Like he his has, style of play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's wild. So seven seasons with with Manchester City, and all I think about when I think of of Gundogan is the big moments. This was a guy who would just he always seemed to be in the right place at the right time and perform in those big moments. I don't know how many game winning goals he ended up having for for City, but I feel like it was it was many. I'm pretty sure the season <clears throat> before this, he was the top goal scorer for Manchester City. I, just a, a really cerebral player. He has such a cerebral approach to the game. How much better of a team are Barcelona with Ilkay Gundogan on the squad? I think a much better team. Yeah. And because he leaves, cities comes down a little bit, in my opinion, the depth. Because now you, you lose Gundogan, you lose Riyad Mahrez. Hmm. They're not going to be as strong. Yeah, they have still incredible players in, in De Bruyne and... and you know, Kovacic Holland, is pretty good. Kovacic, but he, I don't think he's at the level of Gundogan. Fair, but I think it's like the next best thing you could find if you're Manchester City. I think, oh, you lose Gundogan? Okay, okay, it's not as bad as you if you have replaced well, Kovacic, with I think, Kovacic. can level up too. Yeah, that's the thing. Under Pep. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I would say towards the end of the season, Gundogan was helping carry this team to that treble. He's just one of those, he has that feeling of like a, just like a, like a standard winner. Like, this guy just wants to win. He knows how to win. He knows what to do in those crunch moments. So that's a huge, huge get for he's, uh, Barcelona. He's very intelligent because he's also, he's also very versatile. He can play deep. Then he can get closer to the box. Yeah. Uh, at, at Manchester City, he was playing deeper. Crazy enough, in, in, in the Champions League season where they get to the final and lose to Chelsea, where they didn't play with Rodri, he was... In Defensive that final, the, the, he, midfield, he yeah. played in the six. Yeah. And then with Rodri, it complemented him a little bit better. And he was able to get closer to goal and be more influential. I imagine it's going to be him and Frankie de Jong kind of running the show in that center midfield and then give Pedri a little bit more freedom. But it's going to be very fluid because it's like not one of them specifically is like the six. I feel like they can... All shift. Obviously, one is going to have more responsibility. It might going to be Frankie de Jong. But it's, it, they have three very talented mm. midfielders. And I think what he said, that he, it's a young team. And to give them that poise, that calm, that the Barcelona midfield had for an, an, almost an entire generation with Iniesta and Xavi and Busquets. Um, and then Rakitic, uh, I think he'll help elevate that standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a special player. Um, really, really enjoyed that. Great job, Jenny, too. Okay, we are going to take a break. When we return, we are looking ahead to the weekend of League's Cup action, including, ooh, Inter-Miami. Andrew yeah. Farrell, in look at the Sully. More messy oh, I love Andrew Farrell. Love that for uh. him.
Welcome back. Okay, well, I have never mm. been so glad to not Yummy. be in Yummy. the press box at Rio Tinto Stadium in Salt Lake City because there's a raccoon on the loose. <laughs> yeah, what? You, you got to get your badge, oh too. He was after God. pizza. He just wanted a slice of pizza. No, he wanted the popcorn. He tried to get in the popcorn machine. So apparently this raccoon fell through the ceiling. Like it was living up there and then <laughs> fell through the ceiling. It looks like a little it's guy, high. though. He does. It does look it's like a... It's a cute little guy. A cute... Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. They they're full of rabies. Yeah, exactly. Some of them, not all of them. He went straight for the popcorn, though. He was like, oh my God. <laughs> what is this? Look at this box of butter. Buttery <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Give me some of that. All right. Um, guys, we had some League's Cup uh, round of 32 action yesterday. Here's a look at the results. Uh, as we mentioned, the New England Revolution get past Atlas in pens. The Red Bulls win 1 0 over NYCFC. Um, Philadelphia, you were at this match, Nico. I was. They beat DC. It was a nil-nil draw, but then they ended up winning in PKs. Um, Charlotte would also advance in PKs, and then that uh, Leon RSL game postponed. But looking ahead, we've got some very tasty matchups to look forward to. Chicago Fire taking on Club America. I'm looking at this FC Cincinnati Nashville game. I think that one's going to be really, really fun. And uh, of course, on Sunday, look at that FC Dallas and Inter Miami and Lionel Messi going at it. We're going to get to that match um, in just a bit. We're going to start, though, by talking uh, Cincinnati. Nashville, because I think this is going to be actually a really, really good game. Uh, Cincinnati are sitting on top of the Eastern Conference standings right now. Nashville are in fourth. Cincinnati have that crazy 16-game unbeaten streak at home. They are absolutely unstoppable at TQL Stadium. And what I love about this matchup, Charlie, is the number 10 battle. We got Hani Mukhtar taking on Lucho Acosta. And if you look at these two players, Head to head. I mean, wow. it's just you you see how valuable they are mm -hmm. to their sides. As they go, the team goes, Charlie. Um, if, when you're looking at this, who who has the edge here? I think Cincinnati have the yep. edge. Top to bottom. I, I give it to Cincinnati because of the way that they're playing. Mm -hmm. I, I think the style of play, the midfield battle is gonna be incredible. Obviously, with Lucho Acosta, who who is very good at pick, picking up the ball in those little pockets between the lines. And then you have Brendan Vasquez, who feels like he's starting to get going again. Uh, Barrial, I think, as another player good. who is having his best season in Major League mm -hmm. Soccer as that left wing back. And Wobodo in the midfield wins everything, yeah. just all over the place. I think Cincinnati ha had the edge. They've just been really sound this season. I mean, and that unbeaten streak at home is tough. so ridiculous i mean the the rate at which they are able to win in front of their fans i mean that has to be such an intimidating factor for a team coming in just knowing kind of what you're you're up against nashville has the resources to yeah. pull off what no team in the league has been able to do though they're dynamic they're they Wait. when nashville you said has has the has the quality to pull off if they, they, if they can get a goal first. That's the key, I feel like. You just I, got so close to it. Why? No, no, I, I, I was trying to analyze what you said, but... Oh, fact you're check just, me. No, uh -huh. no fact checks. But, so, yes, Nashville could win on the road and be the first team to win at TQL Stadium this season is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. In, in the game against the Revs, remind me, who scored first? They did, right? New England? No. Or Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati right? Scored first. Mm -hmm. I feel like if somebody could be that team that scores first against 
That's the uh, tough part I about playing Cincinnati. You not only have to beat their defense, which is incredible, at home, where it's been a real, just a fortress for them, but you also have to stop their attack. We didn't even mention Bupenza is also playing well. But Brandon Vasquez and Lucho Acosta starting to actually link up and create that, that sort of, you know, that one-two that we expected to see from them. That's going to be impossible mm-hmm. to play up against. I mean, Nashville is a great team. I don't want to take that away from yeah. you. They do I think not Hanimuk give Turs- up a lot of goals no. either. And, and Defensively, and they're incredibly sound. But you've got to be, com- you've got to be a complete team to beat them. For them. Yeah, yeah. And, and Godoy is going to be back. He was at uh, Gold Cup for these last couple of games. And then mm-hmm. in these cup, he's... The thing is, know, is that Nashville is so reliant on Hani Mukhtar mm-hmm. for their offensive production. And there are, there are some key players like this. I like the Schaffelberg kid, Jacob Schaffelberg mm. from, from Canada. I think that he is, yeah, he yeah. Is, he's brought some real uh, dynamism to, to this side. But, yeah, I think I would have to give Cincinnati the edge in this one. Either way, it's gonna be, uh, that's going to be a really fun one to watch. Let's move it along to um, FC Dallas and... Inter Miami. Mm. Is this game in Dallas? Is this going to be the it first is. time? It's sold out in like, Dallas. It's sold out So the Messi show is on the road. On the road for the okay. first time. Okay. Okay. What? Frisco, Texas is just <laughs> about to get messied. Like, I, I'm just so curious to see how, what we have seen in Miami in these scenes, how this translates can, can I? Can I ask you guys that both of you are, are more well-versed in Major League Soccer, do you think defensively Dallas is better than... Orlando, or they have what it takes to contain. Am Obviously, not, you can't do it stop. here. No, no, you too. Go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 no you guys, please. You go guys. for it. No, no, go. Uh, and it, it's it's more, it's it's. They're a team that has been. You think they they can contain Messi? You can't contain Messi always. It's almost going to be impossible. Um, you think they can? They have what it takes. Uh, any. On any given day, a back line can have those moments where they are in just in sync and working together. But it's not a, a step up from mm-hmm. Orlando. I mean, I wouldn't say you, you could say Antonio Orlando. I think the advantage, though, is that they have now seen three different teams try to stop Miami. I mean, like you know, they're trying. I think every team right now is trying to find a blueprint and how right. to contain this. And they haven't been able. And to they do haven't that been yet. able to. And and I think still Inter Miami. <laughs> Playing on the road, yes, it's difficult to play in Dallas, but hey, it's not going to be anything Romano. different. I think Miami, I think Miami will win this win this matchup. This is a good bit yeah. from Alexis. Yeah, he's uh, he's really he 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 didn't like that I didn't direct the question towards him. Are you guys done, <laughs> Nico? We done with your segment? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're having it. You're having it yeah. today. Let's have, have your moment. Was that fun for you? Uh, what were we talking about? Do you feel good about, about it? Great. Great. What are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I got to take a segment off. That was nice. Oh, my God. I t- Unhinged Friday is Unhinged. very Ooh. much coming to fruition. Spicy. I, you know, just you never know what you're going to get. Spicy. Wow. Wow. Um, that was fun. I enjoyed that League's Cup segment. Alexis I lo- oh, League's Cup. Yeah, yeah wow. I thought it was what great. What do you think? I'm not well-versed in it. So. I, d- I didn't say you weren't. Everyone's coming at Nico today. <laughs> but I didn't say you weren't well-versed. <laughs> That's the way it's going. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are previewing the USA taking on Sweden in the round of 16 in the Women's World Cup. Let's go. 